Yo tengo casi 33 años de ser, de ser forense. Nunca había visto una, una escena así. En Spring 2021, reporter Brian Avelar launched an investigation that began in the depths of a grave dug by a serial killer and ended with the government forcing him and other journalists to flee El Salvador. Sonoro and Revista Factum present Humo. Murder and Silence in El Salvador. The story behind a country where the truth and its citizens' rights are buried under the weight of power. Señor Ministro, ¿dónde está Karen y Eduardo Guerrero? ¿Dónde están mis hijos? Listen to Humo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador, wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Hey guys, if you want some more Scary Mysteries videos, then check out our new Patreon page. For just five bucks a month, you can get a new video from us that's only available through Patreon. Some of the topics we'll cover over there will be a bit more hardcore than what YouTube will let us get away with, so definitely check that out in the link in the description below. Those videos will come out every Thursday at 3 p.m., so head on over there and support us if you like what we're doing. Scary Mysteries, Twisted News, Main UFO Sightings, and Jennifer Watkins' Cold Case. Terrifying cases of true crime and strange events. Every week, Twisted News dives into two mysterious and scary stories currently happening in our world. For this week, we'll tackle the intriguing news about the new CIA documents released revealing Maine as a UFO sighting hotspot and the shocking development on Jennifer Watkins' 1999 cold case. Get ready for Scary Mysteries Twisted News. Number 1. Maine UFO Hotspot Maine is definitely one of the most popular and favorite tourist destinations in the entire United States. There's a ton of activities to do in the so-called Pine Tree State. There are beautiful beaches, alluring national parks, iconic lighthouses, and sophisticated museums. And if it suits you, there are even some mind-blowing, otherworldly experiences there in store. The Black Vault a repository of declassified government documents, recently acquired verified copies of special reports from the CIA. What made these papers different from other official filings is the fact that they focused on the government's investigation of unidentified flying objects reportedly seen not only in the country, but also around the world. 
The Pentagon officially calls them UAP, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. These heaps of verified information are now free for anyone to access via their website. Because of this, a lot of curious individuals and fact-finding institutions have been perusing the 3,500 pages worth of data provided. Some of their observations are absolutely intriguing, and one of these findings might have the possibility to change how we see the northeastern state of Maine. In their review, they said that Maine is in fact a hotspot for UFO sightings. This means that the likelihood of seeing strange flying objects is higher in this part of the country than anywhere else. A compilation of reports reflected at the National UFO Reporting Center Index file for Maine indicated York and Cumberland as the places of the most frequent sightings. The data further shows that the occurrences have been on a continual rise since 2018, and it peaked during the early lockdowns of the COVID-19 pandemic. One of the earliest UFO sighting reports was dated back just right after the end of World War II, in 1947. It tells the story of a couple who were having lunch near the shore in South Portland when all of a sudden the wife had a weird, overwhelming feeling of being watched. By instinct, she turned her head and looked into the vast blue daytime sky over the sea. There, she saw a huge, dark oval-shaped aircraft hovering up in the sky. As she looked intently towards its direction, the woman then witnessed the strange object she referred to as a flying saucer darting out of her sight, never to be seen again. Meanwhile, one of the latest incidents took place around 11 p.m. in December of 2020 in York Harbor, Maine. The witness said that he was on the porch of his house overlooking the southern Maine coast when a pulsating circular light appeared in the sky. It was already pitch dark, so the blinking light was easy to spot. He first thought it was a star, but then things got bizarre, and he decided to get his phone and capture footage of the anomaly. The blinking light began to move in a vertical motion and remained there for almost an hour. Getting a closer look enabled the unidentified person to compare its appearance to a giant drone. It was hovering the entire time, and eventually vanished from sight. The witness decided to share his bewilderment and showed his video recording to others, and they were as baffled as he was. Aside from sightings, the archives also revealed cases of outright alien abduction. In August of 76, four men canoeing along the Big Eagle Lake on the Allagash Wilderness Waterway told authorities, and later the public, that they were abducted by extraterrestrial beings. The incident would later be known as the Allagash Abductions. The men claimed to have seen a very bright globe of light in the sky hovering close to them. The Allagash Four, as the media called them, said that they were sucked into the light and brought into what they called the interior of a spacecraft. They recall being put to sleep and seeing glimpses of small gray aliens looking over them. They said that the strange beings performed medical examinations on them before ultimately returning them to their canoe. So, if you're up for a little fun and possibly seeing a UFO, head to the vacation land that is known as Maine. Number 2. 
Jennifer Watkins' cold case. Forensic science has developed tremendously over the years. More and more homicide cases that have been shelved for so long in the past have finally been given closure. Among these infamous cases is the murder of Jennifer Watkins that happened back in 1999. Jennifer was a graduate of Hanover High School, where she played the clarinet in her school band. Like most girls her age, the Colorado Springs native enjoyed sports and was involved in different volunteer groups. Her dream was to someday become a nurse. After graduation, she enrolled in Barnes Business College in Denver and there met up with Michael Watkins, who was a childhood friend. The two hit it off and ended up getting married, and this was when things started to go downhill. Michael apparently had been dealing with a drug problem, and over the years they were together, the young woman became a victim of domestic abuse. She was often rushed to the hospital for emergencies, and their three-year marriage brought about the birth of their two children, Michael Jr. and Mariah. As their family continued to grow, Jennifer's husband managed to get a job as a maintenance man at the Memorial Hospital in Colorado Springs. She soon followed after and landed a position as a hospital dietitian. She had just been working there for two weeks when the tragedy happened. On November 6, 1999, Michael reported to the police that his wife had failed to return home after work. Two days later, Jennifer's body was found under a stairwell in an area of the hospital that was still under construction. Two elevator personnel who were in the vicinity noticed a rotten kind of smell emanating from under the staircase. Upon further inspection, they found the victim wrapped in plastic and bound with duct tape. The coroner's office determined the cause of death, which was blunt force trauma to the head. It was also revealed that she had been sexually assaulted. The semen and DNA of the perpetrator were found at the scene. Colorado Springs Police Department ruled her death as a homicide and an investigation quickly followed. Among the first to be questioned was, of course, Jennifer's husband. CSPD interrogated Michael in several instances, and through all those times, the grieving spouse fully cooperated with any requests made by police detectives. It wasn't entirely indicated in the reports how long the investigation lasted, but the lack of evidence and leads forced investigators to place the case on the back burner. Then in 2017, almost two decades after the incident, CSPD officers collaborated with a DNA company called Parabon Nanolabs. The Virginia-based firm utilized a DNA phenotyping technology capable of developing a composite of a suspect, a technique which they call snapshot. The research facility explained that through this proprietary technology, they would be able to predict what someone looks like just from a DNA sample. In 2019, CSPD finally announced that they might already know what the perpetrator looked like. In a finding submitted by Parabon, they surmised that the person in question was a white man around 25 years old who had blue or green eyes. Armed with this potential lead, police scoured the number of suspects tied to the Watkins rape and murder case. Eventually, they found one that fit the description 
and his name was Ricky Severt. A snapshot released by authorities showed a spitting image of the man, and they couldn't be more convinced that this was exactly who they were looking for. This person of interest was around 29 years old when the incident occurred. He had been working in the maintenance department at the hospital since April of 98. He was also among those who took part in the initial investigation. During that time, the suspect said that he was working a swing shift the day that Jennifer didn't come home, and he went on to deny having ever known the victim. To ensure the integrity of the result, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation conducted their own analysis of familial DNA collected from Severt's relatives. In the end, the proof pointed back to the man, and with this on hand, authorities forwarded their case to the 4th Judicial District Attorney's Office on October 1, 2020. Two months after, officials declared Severt as responsible for the woman's murder. Interestingly, the convicted killer died in an automobile accident just two years after Jennifer's death. However, the Colorado Springs police believe that they have cracked the 21-year-old case beyond any reasonable doubt. In a statement, the current CSPD chief said that they are grateful to finally give the Watkins family the justice that they have long been searching for. So there were two of the most bizarre and interesting stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted News is sure to show you why. If you like this video, then please subscribe to our channel and check out our Patreon page where you can get a new exclusive video every single week. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you soon.